0: We need small businesses, and right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names and entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names and entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. I am unlucky in love when I say I'm alone,
1: I can feel that you understand. I wish I had a picture of like my audience so I could talk to them
2: why don't you go do a live show
1: yeah all right <laughs> um hi everybody welcome to dates with Dustin episode four date two the renaissance fair date uh Dustin if we could get like a bed of renaissance music here. way ahead of you <laughs> heary heary Dustin went to yield renaissance fair With a very fair maiden Her name Beeth Kate um, <laughs> uh, Hey guys So in the last episode If you listen to the last episode Of Dates with Dustin I had a bit of a meltdown I was really just talking to Dustin And wasn't Wasn't planning on Including that in the podcast um, mostly because I felt like it sounded very... Self-indulgent, and this is a podcast about Dustin dating, not a podcast of about me having identity issues.
2: Yeah, it's self-indulgent for me.
1: <laughs>
2: no, I like that it wasn't. It's not all about me dating. It should have more substance. But the funny thing about this whole thing about the last episode is that usually I'm the one like whining, having existential crises, and you're the <laughs> one talking. You're the one talking me through, and then we put mics in front of us, and I'm like, so I'm turning into some sage when I'm some. Mr. Yield Broken Cobbler,
1: (laughs) Yield Broken from the North,
2: (laughs) Audio Cobbler.
1: Um, I wanted to say, uh, first of all, it is I. So many of you reached out to me and sent me the sweetest emails and Facebook messages and tweets and, um yeah, I guess that covers the three social medians and weird <laughs> mediums. Um, uh, so i am I am totally humbled by your messages to me and absolutely moved beyond belief you guys are incredible and and made me feel really wonderful. I mean it should. If you guys can take something away from this, like I obviously like as as Dustin and I were having that conversation, I felt like pretty alone um, and feeling that way. But so many of you reached out to me and told me that you're in the same place. And it it's it's so it's so wonderful. And I can't I can't begin to tell you how much that means to me Um It's really beautiful and everyone is awesome and I'm so thankful for this little this little corner corner of the uh, of the galaxy that Dustin and I have carved out this little and you guys are part of it with all these with our with our Tumblr and our um, our forum for the I love my terrible body. You guys are wonderful. So thank you.
2: Yeah, we're in this together.
1: In uh, *Dates with Dustin* episode three, where he goes on the date with Caroline, uh, we uh, Dustin met Caroline uh, on air, and then they went on their date. And I, I was able to interview Caroline before the date. Um, with this, uh, with this episode with Kate, we we spent the entire. A uh, day with her and uh, or Justin, Justin rather spent the entire day with her, and then a few days later she came in and we did a little we did a little interview. So what you're about to hear is me just talking to Kate about Kate, who she is, and this is a few days after after the date.
0: Um, I, I write a lot. I like to write um, little like short stories mostly, but then oh. some things like I did take one class at UCB for um. It was a writing class, not an improv class. I can't even think of sketch comedy. Yeah, that was a really hard word for me to come (laughs) up with. But um, I don't know, just fun little things. I don't have anything that I'm really working towards right now. But, you know, it's just a hobby that I like to have and something I like to do. What kind of things
1: do you write about?
0: Um... I have three different things that I'm working on right now. And only one of them is actually funny. The other two are kind of depressing.
1: But you're into like comedy writing.
0: Yes. Well, one out of three is comedy right now. (laughs) um, Yeah, it's there's like a cannibal story. There's another one about this man who falls in love with a ghost. (laughs) And then (laughs) it's so stupid. And then the other one, the uplifting, the funny one is about the Echo Park Strangler, which is a character that I created. And I know it sounds super gloomy, but it's really funny because he's like a a vigilante murderer basically, but cool. yeah. Anyways. <laughs>
1: so, so are you, are you into kind of like uh, when you say vigilante, like are, are you into like, how would, how would you, how would you describe yourself? Like as a, if, if we're, if we're breaking, breaking you into we're breaking you into, if we're, <laughs> if we're, if you were in a high school cafeteria and you had to like be with like a group like, right now as an adult, like, would you be with the drama kids or the nerds or the jocks or the – or would you be somebody who would be part of, like, all those groups?
0: I was kind of friends with a couple people from – ooh, excuse me – from different groups. Um, our group didn't really have a specific thing. I mean, we all did sports, but we weren't mm-hmm. jocks. We so like maybe overachievers? no no, <laughs> no not over- <laughs> we kind of partied a lot it's oh, too really? much yeah I, I had my own um I lived by myself since I've been a junior in high school oh wow so I had access to um living alone and having parties at my house all the yeah. time so that definitely probably why I was friends with everybody was because I had the party house right. but um I wouldn't say overachievers we we're still all of us were really smart and all of us went on to college and but yeah we didn't really have a Thing everybody kind of had their own.
1: And you're you're from Arizona.
0: Yes, um, from Prescott, Arizona.
1: How how did it happen that you lived by yourself and you were a junior in high school?
0: My mom got remarried and moved away. Oh. She moved in with him, and then just let my brother and I live together. Wow. In our house.
1: How old is your brother?
0: He's three years older than me. Okay. So I was like sixteen, and he was nineteen, which is still ridiculous. But oh well, it right. was it was fun. Yeah. But, um. Troublesome. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> were,
1: were, were you and your brother friends?
0: Um, Not really at that point. We just kind of kept out of each other's hair. We didn't interact a whole lot at all. It was weird. But when we were young, we were really good friends. But at that point, we just had our own separate lives and things that we were into. And he didn't want to hang out with his high school sister when he was 19 and like trying to hang out with his old friends and stuff like that. So...
1: What did what did that house look like? The, the 16 year old, 19 year old house? Was, was it was it decorated? Was it the same house you were living in with your There mom? were
0: two. The first one was one that we lived in with my mom. And uh-huh. it was like, all of the stuff that she didn't feel like moving into her new house. Like we right. had these couches and like a coffee table and like dining room table and stuff because her husband had all of those things. But there weren't like any paintings on the walls except for ours. So it was like cheesy. I think there (laughs) might have been like a Dave Matthews poster on the wall because I was awesome (laughs) in high school. Um, but
1: wow. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It was, it was a very strange house. And then after, um, about nine or so months of that, the house sold. And so we moved into an apartment together and then that was just decorated like you would imagine a, at that time, seventeen-year-old girl and a twenty-year-old boy's apartment would look like a shitty couch that I think we might have bought from Goodwill, and it was yeah. it was weird, but it was fun. Whatever.
1: Wow. Did anything? Uh, like like what are what are the perils of a sixteen-year-old and an eighteen-year-old living together? Like what? And <laughs> and was your mom paying for the place, or was she just?
0: Yeah, she paid for it. She bought our groceries too. Wow.
1: But she like I'm trying to imagine what your mom was like. That, <laughs> like had my parents are so are so controlling. Like, was your mom? cool or was she like too cool
0: she wasn't too cool but she was cool she was um I don't want to say flaky because that's such a negative word but she was spacey is that right. a better word than And it flaky? sounds like she was very know. much in
1: love with this
0: person <laughs> yeah was. I mean it was it's strange we won't get into that
1: <laughs> all right okay. um was did your did you know your dad is your
0: yeah I still I know my dad um my parents had four kids together, mm-hmm. and then um, my dad had another son after they separated. He's been with his new wife for 25 years. They got wow. divorced. I was their last kid, okay. and then they got divorced, and I was six months old or something, so wow. I've never really lived with him, but I always saw on the weekends and stuff like that, and Christmases, I'd want to hang out with my brothers and sisters, so I'd spend it over there, and we were never terribly close, but we have a good relationship. He's come to visit me since I've been in L.A., and he's cool. a really nice guy. He's great.
1: All right. So um, so dating-wise and life-wise, well, wh- when did you come to L.A.? When did you move to L.A.? Uh,
0: it's been about three years since I've been in L.A. And then four since I moved to California. Um, I lived in San Clemente for a little while before I came here. Oh,
1: really? Why did you live in San Clemente?
0: Not really any reason. I just kind of wanted to be a beach bum. I really right. like the ocean a lot. And so I just kind of lived on the beach for five days a week and then work two days a week. And
1: oh, wow. So nice, for big- those of you who aren't from California or f- are familiar with San Clemente, San Clemente is like a really pretty beach town that's like an hour 45
0: out of Los Angeles. Not even that. It's maybe like just an hour south. It's oh, really? South Orange oh. County. Yeah. Um, It's beautiful, too, and amazing surfing. And it's just very small and friendly and beautiful. It was nice, but it got very boring very fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved to L.A., to the big city. Nice. So I love it here. All right what's your
1: what's what's say What's a brief history of of Kate's dating history and do you pronounce your name Nikolai?
0: It's Nikolai. Nikolai. Yes. So so
1: Kate Nikolai <laughs> dating what's what's your what's your story?
0: I kind of like being single. I've had okay. long-term relationships for a year, 3 years, whatever. Nothing like Dustin's 5 and 5 that he had back to back, but <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you find the right person and you'll be in a relationship until they're not the right person anymore. Mm -hmm. Is kind of been my history, but for the most part, it's really fun being single and just going out with new people and having different experiences and seeing what works for you, what you like and don't like. And where do you meet people usually? I meet a lot of people at work and I meet a lot of people that are ordering drinks from you. Well, see at night I work at a regular bar and during the day I work at a juice bar Oh, right, and okay. most of the people I meet at the juice bar, so they're healthier and, yeah. um, yeah, not so much at the bar. The bar, that's weird. I don't like to be asked out at work. Yeah. But a lot of times I'll meet somebody at the juice bar that I work out and then I'll be out and about, look at the farmer's market or something yeah. like that and run into them. And that's, people nice. don't ask me Health out at work scene. too much. Yeah, it's nice. Right.
1: <laughs> so, uh, for this date, for Dustin's second date, uh, I sent him and his his lovely date Kate on a uh, on a date along with me and my boyfriend and our friends to the Renaissance Fair. Um, Dan Harmon, my boyfriend and I went last year and had such a great time. And it seemed you know, the timing was right. It seemed like an appropriate first date, but also well, I don't know if it's an appropriate first date, but but a but a pretty like rich, exciting first date. And I, uh, yeah, so I invited Kate. She, she agreed. Um, what you're about here is, uh, Kate and Dustin recounting their date. They did it separately, but, but I edited it together so you could hear them tell the story of their date together.
0: First got to the house, Aaron answered the door and... It was just her and Dan there. Dustin hadn't showed up yet. So I get there. Aaron gives me clothes to wear and I go and change out of my regular clothes into this fantastic little renaissance dress <laughs> that she'd supplied for me. And um, immediately was offered a drink, which I didn't know if I was supposed to have a coffee or a soda or a water or something. But then Dan assured me that a vodka on the rocks was a totally acceptable choice.
2: Get to the house everybody's in their uh renaissance stuff everybody looks amazing and then um this girl's sitting right at the bar and she just looked like she was supposed to be dressed renaissance she's like a very classic classic uh beautiful woman
0: and i got to meet dustin and he got to change into his outfit and show off the sword that he had which was pretty cool Although he didn't bring it with him, which was sad. He just had it around the house. And I continued to make fun of him throughout the whole date for not having a sword, too. Uh,
2: Never in my entire life has my chest ever been visible. So I had to hang out with this girl all day with my chest exposed, which is not my style. I had a Red Bull and a vodka. Did not mix them. was drinking double fisting one. And uh, she also, I believe, had a vodka. This (laughs) is 10 a.m. Then we go into Dan and Aaron's car, and it's a beautiful Saturday in Los Angeles. You can imagine, uh, weather's perfect, we're in the backseat, and so we're kind of getting to know each other, um, but, like, having great conversations with Dan and Aaron as well. So I think that she had a good insight into, I think, my personality, because, like, some of my really, really good friends were there, as opposed to the other dates that I could be comfortable with. But I think I'm also bad at engaging maybe somebody else while I'm around people that I'm more familiar with. So we get to um, the renaissance fair and uh, we just get in line right away. There's something about wearing costumes, something like, there was definitely out of the two dates that I've been on, there was like some serious connection, like romantic thing happening. I don't know if that is the illustrious allure of the renaissance fair and the idea of like medieval things being romantic, but whereas I was really friendly on my first date, there seemed to be some more like personal connection going on in this one.
0: At one point we were walking and this guy who obviously worked at the renaissance fair with his accent, he's like, you should hold tight to your wench or they'll steal her away. And it was cute because then Destin held my hand. It was pretty adorable.
2: But we had all this time to really talk about stuff.
0: After we ate, we separated from the group, and it was just the two of us. We were walking around, and it was nice. We walked all the way to the joust area and just sat on the empty bleachers and got to talk to each other and get to know each other, and it was really pleasant.
2: And, like, there was kids running around. We talked about kids, and we felt like uh, we had a pretty good connection. Cut to... Literally eight or nine hours Together At this point Drinking all day I am I'm gone Uh Dan and Aaron are are Driving us back And uh A bunch of people are meeting us at the house We go back to the drawing room
0: Oh wait I'm forgetting everything I was drunk I was really drunk I'm sorry Alright so I'm missing an entire chapter of the night The the group that we were with We all went to the drawing room. We went to the drawing room and had a couple more drinks, and we were all still dressed in our Renaissance clothes and probably looked like fools. At one point, I decided that I really wanted mozzarella sticks, but that I couldn't be selfish, so I ordered four orders of mozzarella sticks across the street at the rest again, and like ran and got them and came back.
2: She seemed uh, compassionate or aware of the group.
0: And then we came back to Dan and Aaron's house,
2: and then we went back to the house and we ended up playing like parlor games uh, with Dan and Aaron. Uh, catchphrase. So at this point, it was probably like... It was 10 or 11 at night. I know that because my very good friend uh, Melm Stevens of Vomit on the Web was her birthday. So she's having a birthday party at this dance club in Silver Lake called Los Globos. So Kate doesn't have a car. So she rode her bike here. And uh, in lieu of her riding her bike back, I was calling an Uber car and I said, well, we'll split it. I'll just drop you off at your house.
0: I throw my bicycle onto the back of this SUV and get to my house. And I was like, you know what? Come to the party with me.
2: So uh, she came to this dance party with me, and then we danced till like one in the morning, and I walked her home.
0: We continued to drink. I, I probably drank a liter of vodka. I don't know how I was standing, and I wasn't a fool. I was pretty good. Like I don't think that I... Maybe... Maybe I was, I don't know. In my mind, I was like still charming and charismatic, but I was probably like slurring and like tripping, but I think that I was still fantastic.
2: And uh, I'd say it was a pretty successful date. We seemed to hit it off.
0: So we ended up hanging out well, well, well into the night. And yeah, that was that was my date.
2: I definitely like spending time with her. I did feel attracted to her. I'm in a, I think I'm in a weird position about what I'm looking for Or if I'm even open to the idea of being romantically attached To anybody I'm going on these dates with Maybe that'll set in later Plus you Maybe that'll set in later Plus you Maybe that'll set in later But I definitely would hang out with Kate again Had a really good time Is that good? Were you listening at all? Is that what you wanted? Okay
0: It sets sail as I wait from the shore. I should be crying every day. I know it's true, but someone has my heart, and that someone is you. Please take care of my. She'll always be its friend And you will never forget Me
1: Me All right, so Just heard the story of your date and yeah. like like it's been me- it's it's been mentioned already, but uh, just to repeat and to introduce our our special guest who's sitting here with us, uh, this was a a special date because it was a it was a group date, and so uh, we've brought in uh, straight from the uh, from the bedroom, still wearing his bathrobe because he just got out of the bath. Uh, <laughs> Dan Herman's here to talk about talk about the date as well.
3: Huzzah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
2: I thought like everybody thought that the group date would be weird for her mm-hmm. I thought it was the least weirdest because like you're yeah. right. especially like uh, I don't know like everybody we know that's really cool and warm and friendly was there
1: yeah well I think it's lo- lower pressure because I, I think when people were saying like oh this is going to be more difficult they're imagining they're, they're remembering like how hard it is to like meet the person you've dated, your dating's friends, right. grammar, grammar police. That you're, but the, but this is super low pressure because she doesn't know anybody and she doesn't know, or rather, she doesn't know you. So like the stakes are very low, so it's it's easier hanging out with a big group of people because there's less pressure. What do you think, Dan?
3: I guess I never thought about it that way. You're probably right. I would have just assumed that uh, you're you're doubling, quadrupling, quintupling the pressure. Because instead of just one stranger, you're with five, six, seven, eight. But uh, you're right. It's, uh, if you're, it actually probably mitigates the uh, anxiety of 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 a date to uh, to meet a bunch of people at the same time. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Good point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: and we're all dressed.
2: Uh, in medieval clothes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that that relieves a lot of the pressure.
3: Well, certainly a good opportunity. I know a lot of first dates that I've been on, I've been very grateful that something came up that was just an absolute psychological deal breaker. It usually has something <laughs> to do with, with the girl just... Like, like, reacting to something probably nerdy in my case. Mm-hmm. Something stupid or crazy. Like, what? I, 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 I can only think of one example. <clears throat> um, uh, so your friend set friend, a friend, a, fr- a friend of a friend tried to set me up once. And, uh, um, we ended up over at my friend's place just watching videos and, um, She, you know, reacted to, you know, we wanted to watch all this stupid crap, all this stupid, amazing crap. Like if you go over to Rob Schraub's place and and he starts putting VHS tapes in, you know, you're you're in for a treat one way or another. And uh, Mm -hmm. I, I just remember this person reacting like so specifically and so. By by my definition, poorly. So 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 uh, it saved me so much trouble. Like like I, <laughs> I I it could have taken five six seven eight dates to could have could have been headlong into a relationship because you go from candlelight well, what, dinners. What was, her,
1: what was her reaction? Like what was her? She stuff? we
3: were watching a lot of a lot of dumb stuff. You know, everything is terrible kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you know we're celebrating like pop cultural garbage. You know and. Uh, And it's hard to articulate. She was
1: bored or it was too weird for her? She
3: wasn't bored and it wasn't too weird for her. It was, it was, she was, she was above it, you know? She was, she, she was one of those people who had gotten to a stage in her life where she didn't, you know, or watching bad things on purpose was of no, um, uh, uh, pragmatic value to her um, Wait how did she How did she like Let on that she wasn't into it Did she say that She hated it Or she was just like Arms crossed Was not into it she, Her arms were crossed And she would say things like You know everyone else Would be like Wow that's amazing Or, or, or holy crap And, and, and she'd <laughs> say something like, Sometimes it just Makes you think about society I
0: <laughs> 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 and, and,
3: and, which is that would be fine, but she, she, but I, I honestly, I can't like her, her kind of like she was so, she so wanted it to be stops, you know, that she didn't My- want to keep watching it. <clears throat> I think that, um, it was basically like we were watching it was the equivalent of watching old 80s Mr. Potato Head commercials with somebody and enjoying them because they're crappy. And, and and so you know they're crappy and the person next to you knows they're crappy but the person next to you thinks that the reason they're crappy is because you're being subjected to government propaganda that wants you to buy a mr. Potato head doll <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense yeah like, so you're, so you're saying like <clears throat>
1: it's the the idea of taking a first date to a Renaissance fair is great because you're faced with those tests. <coughs> or like taking some someone to something where uh that's yeah. that you think is fun right my, off the bat. Yeah. Is my better. my
3: philosophy with first dates is is wave as many f- red flags as you can and and, <laughs> and 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 fish for the negative responses like because god knows if you're going to be as shitty a boyfriend as I'm going to be um if you get into a relationship you need you 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 need to vet for like tolerance, <laughs> open-mindedness. You're, you're not
1: a shitty boyfriend. You,
3: you, need, you need to vet for like somebody who like you know you. I, I not you. I need to uh, vet for um, yeah, somebody who's able to. Throw a switch in their head and go along with whatever, like, kind of dumb shit comes their way. So somebody who can't stand not being in control of their, of, of their environment is, it's gonna be so bad, like, mm-hmm. uh, by date number four with me. So, anyways, this isn't about me. I, but, <laughs> but, but the, rena- I thought the Renaissance Fair, as uncomfortable as I thought it would be for Dustin's date, I also knew that it would be a great way to find out immediately by my definitions whether or not she was quote unquote cool. Meaning <laughs> actually a dork.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so was she so was she game? What was your were you yeah. nervous about her thinking that it was lame? What no. were your feelings going into it?
2: Um I'm, I was worried because like it's not normal for me to <laughs> I had to wear a shirt where like my chest was exposed. I'm <laughs> like, there's I usually pretty much wear like wear all black all the time, so mm-hmm. I was like so out of my comfort zone as far as that. But um, it was, I was more comfortable because it was with like around familiar people. But we actually spent most of the day alone, like walking around.
1: Yeah, you guys disappeared for a while. Yeah, my favorite part of the Renaissance Fair, which Dan, I don't think we've talked about this really, was the the girl who ran the uh, the turtle racing booth.
3: Oh God. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, well, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, I took a lot of pictures of her and tried to take some video of her because it was such a such you- a strange, specific thing. She she might have been <clears throat> 19 years old. That's what we're hoping. But she she could have been 14 or 15. She looked like she was a very young teenage girl. And uh, she was in charge of the turtle racing booth. There was a
1: turtle racing booth that Dan and I wandered up to.
3: Where you bet on a turtle you you would have a lot of questions going up to a turtle listening booth. How, 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 <laughs>
1: yeah. how, how, how does this
3: work? You know, because there's just a bin of turtles and a crowd gathered around her. She was completely measurably out of it. She was, yeah. uh, she, I, I I mean, I, I,
1: Drunk I or sun-stroked or something. I guess she
3: could have just been so drunk that she was ready to go go to sleep, but uh, not ever having hung out with a lot of heroin people. I, I, I oh, you think, thought
1: she was on heroin? <laughs>
3: <laughs> i keep thinking, I wonder if this is what heroin looks like.
1: <laughs> it, it was It was really hard to name. She
3: She couldn't keep her eyes open. Uh, yeah. Um, and she couldn't. And she was
1: dealing with these turtles, which are these live... <laughs> <laughs> these, these these little animals who are trusting her to not step on them and kill them or accidentally throw them into the you, walkway. Or- you
3: know how you when you get really high, like you, you you your judgment goes out the window, and you you know you're high, but you're kind of like swimming through life, and you're kind of like bobbing your head and like throwing out groups of words hoping oh, and <laughs> yeah man, I'm just trying to have a good time I'm just doing it. like like <laughs> imagine having to run a turtle racing <laughs> in, the, in the in the noon sun it's in right? the middle of it's a right? muddy field and
1: turtle and I, I didn't realize that turtle racing was where you put all of the turtles like in the center of the ring and then uh wait for them to like, the first one that walks outside of this circle. But she was, I was really worried she was going to drop the turtles. It was
3: or... a milestone for me age-wise, because I, I was just worried about her. I just, and I, I, I automatically just kept thinking, like, where's her dad?
1: <laughs> what,
3: like, what if this was my daughter?
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know how many opiates you guys have taken, but, like, watching a turtle race on heroin sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> it like, sounds like
2: the perfect activity. Yeah, maybe the Pleasure Fair
1: uh, gives her heroin just a... To-
2: she, she was like very written. She wasn't happy No
1: yeah She was We're now. making
3: it sound Kind of euphoric And stuff But yeah. it was It was, was a like dark thing a She might as well Have been working At, at Verizon I yeah. mean she didn't Want to be in charge Of a turtle racing booth. she wanted to be Like anywhere But high school Which is where she was <laughs> But she didn't know That dropping out Of high school Would, would end In right. a, uh, I, a turtle racing
1: booth My My guess would be Is that she got A little too high And was a little Dehydrated Because it is It's also like Really way too sunny either oh
3: yeah it was super hot i remember at that well assuming whatever age she was if she was 19 let's say i i remember you know being at that stage before but before i knew what insurance or arteries were before the word cholesterol meant anything before before i was an adult like any drug that was available to me, I would shove into my body through any available, uh, access point and, and as much of it as I could. And it was like, like, like there was like this, that experiment of like, like well, how far can I go with this before I become unfunctional? And and if the and if you're working in a Renaissance Fair, who's ever gonna go? Excuse me, I'd like to speak to your manager. <laughs> you're clearly
2: <Yeah>. incredibly
3: high. <laughs> is, it, is the owner of, like a, the king, the lord of the whole
2: yeah, thing? Yeah,
1: the queen, the woman who's walking around is Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I wonder who the owner is. I eventually
3: <laughs> had people pull me aside at Summerfest in Milwaukee and say, "There's three thousand people out there. You're clearly baked off your ass. <laughs> like, uh, uh, hilarious uh, for you, but uh, knock it off." Be an adult, like had 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 my mentor kind of take me to task and I and I, I never I didn't get high and do improv after that. But um uh she's never gonna have that happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, every everyone's just so someone's gonna try to propose to her with a twi- a ring made out of twine. Oh,
3: she's gonna end up well, like like dating like a dude twice her age that that uh, swash buckles in the booth across.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I imagine that she's probably dating some guy who would never be like uh, the guy who plays like the executioner or something who's not who doesn't usually feel sexy, but like in that environment feels very sexy and goes after the
2: we. Me and Kate were like... I, was, I didn't know who worked there or who didn't. And there was this Darth Maul-looking guy standing up against the <laughs> wall. And I walked, Literally just like walked up Maul? to him. because He looked like that with a hood, makeup oh, okay. on, rings, okay. giant sword. And I was like, where's the turtle races? Because we were trying to find you. <laughs> and they, it became apparent that this was like a columbine that didn't happen type of thing this kid was scary
1: oh boy it was
2: like terrifying and you're
1: like he'll know where the turtle races are. yeah he,
2: well no i didn't thought he worked there because he was just standing there and he looked in costume and he he essentially hissed at us <laughs> and then, yeah he hissed at us and then he said something like really disturbing which i can't remember and then i was like oh okay and i, sc- I was kind of scurried away with my date It's like oh, yeah. okay that guy's super dangerous and then there's like a harley davidson type of like it seems like kind of hardcore biker gangs go there with like giant spikes and like are living out some sort of uh, yeah. Viking type fantasy. So well, weird.
1: Were they a- were the Death Rocky? I think they were dressed as what is from it? Game of Thrones, the Death Rocky. Oh yeah, <laughs> <I> just <laughs>
3: realized behind. that Death Rocky uh, is Death Rocky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the yeah, it's 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 an odd thing for if you've you know the family tree of of nerdism. Um, Nerdy. you know, where, where the Comic Con begins and ends, where that overlaps with the Gen Con and where all of that overlaps with, um, uh, 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 Fair, Uh, I, I, and the, it's, okay. it, it's, it, it, it's, it's really interesting because if you go to Comic Con and it's like, I'm a, I am a stormtrooper. I am from the planet Vulcan. I, uh, like, like, like it's very, it's all like, um, the The guy from The Simpsons, the comic book guy, kind of logic based, and like like that traditional classic nerd. And uh, if you go to a role playing game convention like Gen Con in Milwaukee, uh, it now like it 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 skews a little bit more towards the sexual, just because we're still nerds, but we're very specifically we like to pretend to be other people. And so the costumes get a little weirder and 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 get a little more. Actually, they don't get more elaborate, but they get more like "quote unquote" sexy. Right. Uh, and then the fair thing is like it's so funny because it's like it, it, it is it is where n- being a nerd meets, um, or as close as it gets to meaning, uh, being a a, a a hell's angel or a. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a because, because, because it is just, like, like, like. I think those are the people out of all three of those um, circles that would still bother to be offended if you called them a nerd. If you went up to the guy in the knife throwing booth and said, "Hey, nerd," like yeah. he'd be like, like uh, "I beg doth pardon," <laughs> and like, like he'd act like. You know he doesn't know what you're talking about. How dare you insinuate that? Right. Because there's still like this quest to completely delude and and lose yourself in something.
1: Doesn't how did dressing up like a uh, Renaissance gentleman affect you, how you how sexy you felt about yourself?
2: Um, I would have if I wasn't wearing those clothes because they were, they were super light. I would have been like dying because it was so hot out. But like I actually felt. <clears throat> I don't know. Erin McGathy is like really good aesthetic taste. Like she's super crafty and she put together like on on the fly, like this thing for me. And I, I posted an Instagram mm. of it and all my friends were like, my friends, my women friends were like, uh, please dress like that all the time. <laughs> but uh, I thought like I got like feedback that I looked good in it. So I guess I felt, like I was on a date when I Instagrammed it, so I felt like and I dressed your about... date.
1: Yeah, and she looked
2: uh, like amazing. Like she looked, she's very uh, beautiful, but like the she looked like the thing she was wearing looked like she could pull off like any day. Like mm-hmm. she, well, she didn't look cartoonish at all. She um, she had like this white long dress on, looked very uh, just perfect. Whatever that whatever that word is for, looking like a maiden. She looked like a maiden.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I got I got I guess I felt I got weren't comfortable. I I don't I wasn't I don't know. I felt bad because I was I got there really late because of uh, a few things, and like everybody was dressed ready to go, and then I had to come in my my regular clothes and like put it together really quick. I didn't have time to think about it. That's um,
3: fair. there was a marathon. Everyone was late.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Except for Kate, because she rode her bike. <laughs> so, yeah, she's smart. Um. Yeah, and Dan, you, you, you were able to entertain her while I was finishing getting dressed myself.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Thank you. Uh. Overall, like I think that was that had to be the most fun of the
1: dates. Well, I mean, it certainly was the most epic. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot going on, and it was not. I, mean, I, I I think it's I think it's really cool because you got to go on this date with a stranger, which would not normally be a blind date. <laughs> like, no, like the idea of asking somebody to be to drive an hour to Irwindale to spend the day at, <laughs> at a Renaissance Fair is a, <laughs> it's a pretty big it's a pretty big commitment yeah, as opposed that, to like the observatory or
2: it's fr- all that stuff is super disarming though, so it was easy to get comfortable because it's like. It's a new. It was neutralizing like that. Yeah, I recommend it as a if you're going on a blind date, surprise them with a run fair. <laughs> <Like Dan, laughs> surprise like, them with a Like run Dan fair. said, you'll figure out the uh, positives or negatives of that person. Yeah, all truth comes out at the run fair. It when is you,
1: like it's super. I think it's really comforting and charming when someone plans a date. That's and this, you know, this is going to sound very Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, uh, hipster. A romantic drama, but like the weirder, I don't know, like the weirder, but like the more specific you can get with your date where there's like a really specific activity that's, I mean, not, not, I'm not saying that you should like go, go bungee jumping or something, but I think like so much, so much of the pressure is taken off when it, it's like an all consuming activity.
2: Yeah. And then, and then you, you, there's all this different shit to do. So you learn it's like, oh like, what do you want to eat oh what kind of food do you want to eat Do you like, yeah eat meat no uh do you like Italian? there's there's mexican food there's this 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 that. right 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 and do then, you want to
1: go to this booth do you want to go to that booth what do you think of that kind of person what do you think she
2: of- i think she is a person i think i'm very opinionated for sure but i found out like she was super opinionated just a bunch of stuff but we were doing the mm-hmm. whole like run of the mill but she's like what's your favorite comedy movie and I said like Adam's family values. Like, uh-huh. I legitimately think it's hilarious. Yeah. And she was just like, "What? How can that be your favorite comedy movie?" It was like obviously I had like a thousand I wanted to say, but uh, but she is like she that she was like feeling me out too, and that was like a deal breaker. She was
1: she, <laughs> not a deal breaker,
2: but she like was she was acquiring her own point system against me, right? Um.
1: So so yeah, also very like time efficient, especially if you're sick and you want to date. And settle down before it's all over. That run fair, it's like that's like five dates.
2: Yeah, it's like it's a powerhouse date. It's a commitment and a half.
1: Powerhouse date. What would be some other powerhouse dates? Rent that are run fair epic. Yeah, well, I mean, like going to maybe going to like a really shitty amusement park, or if there's like some kind of, I think the fair is really good. Like something where there's a ton of pe- there are a ton of people and a ton of things to do is always really good. Yeah, it also makes someone feel safe. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> you know, and I don't know if you've ever I don't I don't know if I've ever been stuck in a situation like on a date where I felt like felt unsafe. But if you're going <laughs> out with a stranger, have you heard
2: Louis CK's new special. No, I have has a whole bit about like how brave every woman on the planet is, because just by like going out with the man, like men are the most dangerous thing on the planet t- towards women. And just by <laughs> saying yes to a date, you're going to go somewhere with a stranger alone or like statistically c- like, going to murder you. <laughs> Yeah. Um
1: yeah, so take it take it to the fair.
2: Take your take it to the fair. All's fair at the fair.
1: So our overall good date? Solid date. What did you learn about yourself as a as a as a love interest to the ladies of the world uh, post the Renfare date? Uh,
2: that made me feel gross, sorry. <laughs> um no, I think that what's happening is I'm just getting more <clears throat> I think like I always jump into uh, relationships like head head first, and I go. I get really into a a girl during that part when it should be what you're what I'm doing now, just dating and getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. I think I I I get I'm pretty blindsided when I meet somebody that I have a connection with. So like I think this is just helping me get my general like confidence up. And I and like to know that like you can like go on a date and then it's it can be it's like doesn't have to right there's no it's there's no like real rejection I mean I suppose if like this if I keep calling one of these girls and then she's like has to be like look take a hint I'm not replying or something like that like there's room for rejection but this was perfectly set up to where it doesn't feel like. I don't think anybody's gonna uh, that's feel. interesting,
3: yeah, I mean, I never really had a chance to learn that lesson honestly like i i i i i've i've gone through phases where I've actively dated um but it's all it's it's there's always too much intensity too much uh, like yeah. it's too much like well, I need a car you know it's yeah. a, it has to do with waiting until you're lonely it's like you're not supposed to go grocery shopping when you're hungry yeah you come home with three boxes of tricks and a, uh, it, it, it's
1: uh
3: it's it's almost like you should force yourself to go on dates with women um even when you're happy being alone uh just so that you yeah you desensitize yourself Because uh, if you otherwise it's like like jeff, jeff davis always said I was like a groundhog like i i go when i'm when i'm single i go underground and then i oh, pop yeah. my head out and look for my shadow and uh like i'll 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 see somebody and start you know Sniffing around them, but uh, you know, and then it's either a rejection or it's or it's uh, me rejecting them, and then it's back into the whole. It, it shouldn't be like that. I mean, that's a, that, no. like, what. What are the odds that 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 ritual is going to um, also result in being in a health, uh, finding a really compatible person? Yeah, when there's seven billion people out there.
1: That's what, Yeah, it's 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 really important. One of the most important parts of dating is learning what you who you are and how you respond to people like Dustin and I, we'll, we'll talk more about it in the, uh, in the last episode, but Dustin, you've told me that you like your, your, your feelings have gone through this big roller coaster where you're like, Oh shit. I'm realizing that like, whoever's there, like my, my, my affections are like, you know, and yeah. I've, I've learned that through dating a lot or, or, I'm like, well, I could, <laughs> I, I, I could, I could date. Most people are nice yeah, and most people are, are kind of okay. And people that you go far enough to like hang out with them alone, they're probably going to be okay. Are they going to be the best partners for you? No. yeah, And that's, that's what you got to figure out. Yeah. The
3: tough thing is reconciling the, because, um, I hate from, e- from every angle, I hate the, um, we're just friends kind of game. Like I, I like being upfront about, well, this is, this is dating, but it's so, so, so there's, 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 there's two different, two different epiphanies here. One is that, um, you should recreationally just hang out with, uh, with women and date them and 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 so that both of you can casually find out whether or not you mm-hmm. like spending time together but but the, the i mean like the 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 like i've i've always given the advice that to to guys um who are like oh i'm stuck in the friend zone and all that stuff like that's that is the rim of the friend zone is is what i'm talking about is this is this mm. supposedly healthy dating uh, practice? That, well, that is, I, I disagree. I well, I mean, I, I think that's the, I think that's the peat moss where it, you know, where it grows. Well, it
1: just sounds like the the person with that opinion just doesn't understand like what's a date and what's not a date. Like I think you you just, I mean, I, I, yeah. well, it's I mean, tough miss- when the
3: difference between a well, date and being friends is is absolutely romantic inclination. Right. I mean, it's unless there's a third thing that you want to we want to make up where it's like it's a there's a purgatory between between friendship and and romance called dating where it's it's this or the other. But that is that is the fucking friend zone. Yeah. But
1: the the advice that I've heard you give so many times, which I really agree with the the way out of that or to prevent that is just to be upfront. Is and to, to also, is to, is like to be there's a
3: as soon as you feel something, Yes. as, soon, as, as, as you know, yeah. I mean, every, well, everybody communicates and with to, each other. I
1: think there, there's there's a magic combination, which I think played out in our relationship of being being honest with your, and this is especially men to women, like if, being honest about your intentions, but also being like, I also, and, I don't know, I'm not recommending anyone lie, but if you are, if you really want to be with somebody and, or you're attracted to them being, if you're honest about that, because women will appreciate that. And sometimes like women need time to like warm up to the idea or like they fall for somebody like, and it's much easier if they know up top, like, okay, Johnny has a crush on me and I like hanging out with Johnny as friends. Um, and he's being forthcoming about how he feels. And also if he makes it clear that he's not going to, he's he's not going to put up with your bullshit for too long before. I don't know. I'm like,
2: I think I'm having success with since we started doing this, I think, or whatever the consensus is, but like my detachment from it. Uh And like, whereas I, if I get, I might. In the past, like, I've been like super excited about somebody, and it's pretty. I'm pretty forward. Like I communicate, over communicate how mm-hmm. much I like somebody usually. Right. But I'm definitely more detached and like and just experiencing it in the moment mm-hmm. than than that. Like uh, it, it, just in general, I I, I don't know. I, I'm not putting too much weight in anything. But the, he was talking about this. The I know exactly what Dan was talking about with the groundhog thing when you like isolate yourself and you come up yeah. and then. My my problem also is that I will the second I have anything in common with somebody, be like, oh well, they, they like the same music as me. Like, oh, they were, they were there for me during that, and then I will ignore all the red flags. Yeah, and like, yeah, and, and to the to the extreme. But I think when you are casually dating and you are seeing a few people, or you are like feeling around, and you are just hanging out with people, that you get to just you get to step back a little bit and mm-hmm. s- and see it like with a with a less of
3: a veil over your eyes uh i think the the consensus then is always minimize the distance between what's going on in your head and what's coming out of your mouth that's always a good idea um and uh so so uh, as dustin says like if you are interested in somebody um uh but you don't know them well enough to justify being in love with them. There's a word for that. It's called dating. Like like, like there's a word for kicking those tires. Now, the thing is inside the chemicals in your body and stuff, um you might be feeling like holy shit she listens to the Pixies she she was at the same concert I was but it's meant to be and 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 you're it's it, you know the way cigarettes do weird things to your brain where you actually convince yourself you're supposed to be smoking you can convince yourself you're supposed to be in a relationship with somebody you don't even know mm-hmm. um now that's offset by the other thing that we're talking about which is actually unlike cigarettes <laughs> um smoke more get used to it like like get that salsa on your tongue so that it's not so powerful that it causes that biochemical reaction because unlike cigarettes the more you expose yourself to women and i think there's probably maybe it's a myth but i you know guys that had sisters growing up they tend to be a little better on on uh, on dates than than guys that didn't because oh, they, they at least get a little bit of a window like women are demystified just that much yeah. for them um, <laughs> that's a huge sweeping generalization but the concept of that the model of thinking still i think is a healthy one where it's like look the more women you surround yourself with the more the the the, the less they feel like harry uh, H- hogwarts uh, to you and the more they <laughs> feel like uh um next door the 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 less you're going to fall in love with someone that says hello to you. Um, Interesting. But no, when I you don't. do, then you get to go. Hey, we should uh, like, actually. Can I take you to dinner? Like and 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 the unspoken thing that's in the air that's that's nice and honest is. Oh, I'm actually. I'm. I'm gonna kick your tires. I I I I don't I don't want to just. Um, Hang out with you and watch you make out with
0: guys. So
1: the uh, the music I'm that so we use so in Dates with Dustin is by out. Family, and if you are interested in, uh, in in their music, which I'm sure you are because it's it's really wonderful, you can go to
2: familytheband.bandcamp.com.
0: Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you,
3: like your wife when you forget your keys at work.
2: Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the
1: spare house key. Hmm,
2: Maybe I can get through the window. Ah, turns out the alarm works. Wow, it, it works
0: fast. You, you, you should probably call me back.
3: GEICO, always there for you with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents.